Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this uh, off-season edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am one of your hosts, Wes, over at or on Twitter, at Loafinit on Twitter. And don't forget to follow the show at FI with a, uh, FI, fit, at FIT. Oh, Dave. Pierre, I butchered that. Could you tell everybody what the, what the show handle is? <laughs> the, the Fit Today with an underscore. At FI today with a little underscore. There it was. Okay. There I, it is. My, my tongue, my tongue is tired at that to Pierre. I don't know. Hey, don't forget to follow Pierre as well over on Twitter at Peewee31 on Twitter. Don't forget to follow him because he is full, full of great DFS advice, not only in basketball, not only in football, but also in Major League Baseball, Pierre. And we have talked about all those things here on the Dreamer podcast in the offseason. And and I don't know if you know this or not. But I still have to make some lineups for tonight, Pierre. I don't know if we're going to have time to be able to help me make lineups for tonight or not. But but yeah. I still have to make them. It's close. It's I think locks for at least for baseball seven oh five. As we were kind of talking pre-show, I was building my my stack. I'm stacking the Yankees tonight, just so you're aware. I thought you were ignoring me and you were stacking things. That's okay. That's all right. Hey, don't 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 worry about that. But we will talk about some football news. We're going to look at our uh, depth charts a little bit more just to keep up with a lot of the offseason acquisitions that a lot of those teams have made. And we're trying to get my mind in the football mode where all these new players are playing. I, I Pierre, that's that's going to be tough for me. I'm going to need some kind of spreadsheet just right in front of me as the season goes on. Hopefully, I'll get used to it. But I don't know. We we still have to cover what the last the last uh, conference we have to cover is the AFC West, right? Yeah, that's the the one with the the most news this off season as well, and I mean we're getting close when you think about it. Some of you know the the best balls have started for for drafts, Ooh. and you got you know what preseason will be around just before you know it. I think a lot of the mandatory mini camps you know started this week, so we're we're getting close. Come August, it's preseason time, which is just in a couple months. So football will be back before you know it. Yeah, it will. So we're going to cover that. We're going to cover football news as well, because we are trying to get ready for those drafts. And I am trying to convince you and me and Rob Norton to go ahead and do some kind of ranking system. OK, but uh, I don't I don't I'm computer illiterate. I don't know how to get it done. I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to we're trying to I'm trying to figure it out. And so we're going to do it. We're going to get our own rankings. Don't hold me to it, but we're going to try real hard to get our rankings. And you guys will giggle at me whenever I have Flacco up there near the top. And then when he finishes near the top, you guys will just be eating crow. We'll be doing more than eating crow if Joe Flacco finishes near the top. <laughs> I, I'm joking. It's a joke. It's an ongoing joke. Okay, everybody, don't don't hate at me. All right, and also we're going to go over some more prop bets as the season approaches here. Um, what our friends over at Prize Picks have done is they have they have included more prop bets on their website. It is a DFS site, so don't think oh, I can't do that in my area. Hey, go ahead and check it out. Download the Prize Picks app, and whenever you sign up there, if you use the code FI today, just FI today. They will match your deposit bonus 100%. So if you deposit 50 bucks, they'll make it 100. So you can get used and acclimated to that site. But we'll go over some of those prize picks, future bets here for the NFL in just a little bit. But before we do that, Pierre, let's go ahead and head over to these NFL depth charts. And we are in the AFC West. So we're going to get in that. Uh, what, what, what are we going to be in today as we travel down to the AFC West over to Denver? What are we going to be in? What kind of vehicle is the Fantasy Impact Today machine going to be? Uh, if it's Denver, I think you got to be in a Broncos. Uh, oh, <laughs> we're, we're Cowboys. <laughs> not, not a white Bronco. That's, that's making okay. a different color. But if you're in Denver, let, let's get in the, the Bronco here. I was thinking we were riding horses then, since we were on a Bronco. Can we do that? Because we got to drive cars and jets and airplanes and helicopters everywhere else. Have you ever? Were you ever uh, wanted to be a, a, a cowboy whenever you were young, Pierre? Never. Really? Never. You wanted yeah. to, were, an not Indian? Not my Really, uh, I was an Indian. That was my high school. We were the we were the Indians. So I technically was an Indian. I know yeah. that's not you know PC. I guess these days, but I was a guardian. I, I'm just playing. <laughs> I was an Indian as well uh, back in the high school days, Pierre. Isn't that okay. something? Our our lives are symbiotic. I don't, there you go. Can I, I make up another word? Means, word? But we'll go with it. In Denver, of course, they have got a new quarterback this year, and they got rid of, I want to say, all the old ones. I don't see any of the old ones as backups, and backups might be a little bit important. As this aged veteran went there to Denver, Russell Wilson, of course, changed scenery from Seattle. I think he wanted out of there for the last couple of years, and I'm not sure if they wanted him out of there or not, but they sure didn't. I don't think they held on to him too tight after the end of last season, Pierre. Well, it's tough. I mean, when you when you have your your star, um, for one, getting up in age and and they're unhappy, 
uh, you, you gotta you gotta try to get something for him. So if you truly felt like he was unhappy and he was gonna ultimately, you know, want his way out, you, you gotta get rid of him while you can, while he has value. They weren't great, you know, last year. I know he got hurt with the finger, but even in some of the games he played, they weren't great with him. So you gotta keep that in mind. But yeah, he's he's a Bronco now. They they got rid of Drew Locke. Uh, he went in the deal to Seattle. Uh, Bridgewater's a backup elsewhere now, and I think Brett Rippon may have been on the the, yeah, the practice squad or something last season. But you know, Russell Wilson's the guy. We'll see if he he gets a chance to cook, which everyone says he never got a chance to do while he was in Seattle. And we'll see how how that all takes place there with with Denver and Elway, who uh, who like to take older quarterbacks uh, from other teams and, and try to win Super Bowls. Cough, cough, Peyton Manning. Yeah, I know you like that one. I, well, yeah, I'm sure that that was bittersweet whenever you were watching that, but I know you're in Peyton Manning's camp, too, along the way, just because he gave so much to the Indianapolis city and so forth, and he meant so much to you guys, so I'm sure you were happy whenever that happened. Yeah, I was I was very happy for Peyton. It hurt. I'm not going to lie. Like, when he got released, I, I cried. I was a grown man. I cried, not going to lie. <laughs> uh, he thanked, thanked us for letting him be his, our quarterback, and then he kind of wore down. You know, he lost some of the arm strength. They had sure. Brock Osweiler out there, et cetera. Uh, but the sheriff got it done, got a second Super Bowl, and he actually spends more time, I feel like, out in Denver than he does in Indianapolis these days. But, no, he's still my he's still my guy, forever has a place in my heart. He got us a Super Bowl, too. So we'll see uh, We'll see if Russell Wilson can do the same. I don't have the same compassion for him as I do Peyton Manning, but I hope he does well. <laughs> In that deal that brought Russell Wilson over to Denver, they had to get rid of one of the weapons that Russell Wilson may have thought that he'd be throwing to, and that was Noah Fant. And now Big Al, I'm not even going to try. I just, we just, I just call him Big Al here on the on the <laughs> TFS Dreamers podcast. He'll be there at tight end along with the wide receiving core that we are somewhat familiar with that have underperformed as far as their ADP going into a season, et cetera, et cetera, in the past. And I wonder how they're going to do this year. we got Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, and Cortland Sutton, of course, and then where the thing is, is that we're so familiar, Pierre, with the backup wide receivers there in Denver because mm-hmm. so many of those receivers get hurt. You know, we got K.J. Hamler. We know him. We know mm-hmm. Kendall Hinton as well. They both make a little bit of a splash as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. This team looks to me, Pierre, like a team that is going to be limping along the entire year. I know I hate to say that, but I am I am weary of them. It's tough. It's tough. And I think you got to keep in mind, like I just said, Seattle wasn't wasn't great with Russell Wilson, and they had Tyler Lockett. They had D.K. Metcalf. I mean, you look at Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, uh, Courtney Sutton. That's a solid core. Um, Any football team, that you got to stay healthy. Uh, I think Russell Wilson will make them better, but how much better are they going to be than than Metcalf and Lockett would be my questions Um, because those are two pretty pretty talented receivers themselves. You also look at this division – uh, probably the the toughest division in the entire NFL uh, when you add in the, the Raiders, Chargers, and obviously the, the Chiefs there. So it won't be smooth sailing necessarily for the Broncos. Uh, you, you hope, you know, you have fun, exciting games. I'm sure they'll be in the mix, but, you know, they can quite easily finish dead last in this division as well. Um, so it'll be interesting how these receivers play out. I don't have some of the higher expectations that you see from others. Uh, they'll be better, so you want to draft them because they're going to be better. You know, they don't have Drew Locke and, and Bridgewater throwing them the sure. ball anymore. They have Russell Wilson, so their production's going to be better, but their team as a whole, how much better are they going to be just in that stack division? And even if they do have a new coaching staff, I think that they are going to have to play to their strengths. And I think those strengths are going to be very obvious to them whenever they get into the running back room and they see Javonta Williams, Melvin Gordon, and Mike Boone sitting there. I think all three of those guys are solid running backs that we've seen produce in the league. I know our buddy John Frisella, he, he loves Mike Boone. He's a big Mike Boone fan. I don't, I don't know, but he, he, always, he always jokes about him bringing the boom anytime he gets an opportunity to play. But, you know, whenever I think of this, this is going to be happening have to be a check down kind of offense they're going to be playing from behind a lot I just don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with the other teams as like you talked about in their division very high scoring teams I think Javonta Williams might have one of those great receiving seasons from a PPR standpoint for a running back we'll see I mean you don't really know what to expect from an offensive standpoint with Fackett you know we, we saw him a bit as a coordinator in Green Bay you saw games where, you know, Aaron Jones was involved in the, the passing 
uh, tack, you saw games where folks were tweeting out free Aaron Jones uh, because he wasn't getting the ball. And, you know, you had A.J. Dillon as well. But I, I think you'll see something similar uh, to where they kind of 50-50 split uh, when they're both healthy. Uh, how much Russell Wilson is going to check down is going to be the question. Yep. Yep. When you, you look at, at Seattle, that check down wasn't there often. You saw a little bit early with Carson. Uh, but usually if he was dropping back to air it out, he was going to air it out. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily depend on uh, the fact that, you know, they'll be catching balls. I, I felt like Melvin Gordon was probably the better pass catcher last year than Javante Williams. But again, there's so many unknowns. Uh, you, you, again, there'll be production uh, from the running backs as well, just because Russell Wilson's going to make that whole team better. Uh, so it just depends on where they are, what their ADP, but you just, you got to be cautious. You take one or two of them, uh, hope, you know, that they can get to where they need to get at the end of the year. But just know that there's a lot of question marks within this offense, too. When I asked you that question, yeah. I, I felt dumb asking that question because I know in my heart of hearts how much Seattle checked down to the wide, to the running backs. I know mm-hmm. that. I know how much the Green Bay Packers, but I'd like to set you up to be able to hit it out of the park, Pierre. And that was perfect analysis <laughs> on that. And and you're right about the – I remember the Javante Williams, what is it, a Monday night game or a Sunday night game where he really went crazy. You know, he, yeah. he really shined whenever Melvin Gordon, uh, Melvin Gordon was injured a little bit there. And, and I want that to happen for these running backs – I just don't know about this offense as a whole. I think you nailed it right on the head. And and one of the reasons why is because of the Kansas City Chiefs, right? This team, the Denver Broncos are going to have to play from behind. The Kansas City Chiefs have gone through a facelift themselves. Patrick Mahomes is still going to be the guy there. He's still going to be the man. They're still in the Andy Reid system. Travis Kelsey is there, and he's still in that system. But what, how is how is the loss of Tyreek Hill, in your opinion, going to affect this offense of the Kansas City Chiefs? That's the big question. I I personally think it's going to hurt. Um, I think it's going to hurt him. I, Mahomes is talented, so let me start there. He's a, a very talented individual, but we, we also saw some games in which, you know, Tyreek was hurt with his hamstring, and, you know, banged up, et cetera, and they just weren't the same offense, in my opinion, without him and his explosiveness. Uh, I'm wondering if that's going to be the same for, for Rodgers without Adams, but Tyreek just, I mean, he takes the, the top off the defense. You can use him in, you know, quick, you know, wide receiver screens, quick routes, and he can use his legs to to kind of turn out yards for that big playability. I don't know if they have that now. McCole Hartman, who they who they drafted to kind of be a Tyreek Hill replacement uh, back when he had the, the legal off the field issues, hasn't really panned out. Uh, we don't know what Juju's going to be. He He's had some solid years and in Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger, but he's never been that burner. And uh, you look at Scantling, I mean, he's, he's, he's hit or miss. We, we saw it in Green mm-hmm. Bay. We, we saw some, some deep bombs where he'd catch it, and, you know, Rodgers is fist bumping. We saw some where he, he dropped wide open balls in his hands, and Tyreek didn't really drop balls. He was catching everything, even at a small stature. So I think there'll be some, some growing pains without Tyreek here um, in Kansas City. I think Mahomes is talented enough to overcome it, but I just don't know if that offense is going to be as explosive uh, without him right now. And they added Sky Moore, which is a, a name there that uh, rookie that's mm-hmm. going to be sensational. Looks like from things from his college days and everything like that. Uh, they still have Josh Gordon on there. I don't think that that is anybody to brag about anymore. And mm-hmm. and you're right, MVS in Green Bay did take the top off of an offense. But here's what I think Kansas City's thinking from okay. some of the things I've read. I think that their offense got clogged up because people concentrated on uh, defenders concentrated on stopping Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now they're not going to really know who to stop. I mean, Travis Kelsey is still going to be an eye, somebody that they got to keep an eye on. But as far as the other wide receivers, now I think Andy Reid's system is going to really be able to shine in this. I don't know where the running backs are going to fall in in his system, though. But you still got CEH there, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You still got, and now you got an addition of Ronald Jones the second, and Derek Gore is still there. Pierre, this looks like a mucked up backfield again that we got to deal with. <laughs> well, old Rojo has been, you know, everyone's fantasy darling yes. year after year, and never really came to life there in Tampa. Uh, you look at his hands; uh, he's not he's not great when it comes to pass catching. Uh, that's why they, they tended to lean on Leonard Fournette. Uh, that's also why they brought in Giovanni Bernard to mm-hmm. kind of be that third down back because he's, he's not a pass catcher, 
Uh, he is a pretty good runner, so we'll, we'll see how they kind of integrate him uh, with Clyde edwards helaire the, the tough part, again, is, yeah, you mentioned that they can maybe spread the ball out a little bit more now, but who scares you? Uh, the reason right. that, you know, Tyreek became a vocal point, Tyreek Hill scares, you know, other defenses, other cornerbacks. I'm not sure outside of Kelsey that you have a receiver that scares you. Um, and so even if you do have a, an offensive mind like Andy Reid, great quarterback with Mahomes, are they going to scare you? Or are they going to be able to, you know, get you backtracking when you have these guys in front of you like Scantling and Juju that aren't Tyreek Hill? So uh, that's going to be the question mark. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to probably get a bump in the passing game. You saw that a bit last year when he was healthy. Uh, he started to, to catch the ball a little bit more. So I expect that to be the case. Uh, you also saw it late uh, when you had uh, Jerick McKinnon uh, yeah. there in the playoffs kind of do some some pass catching work as well. So I think the running back will be more involved from a, a pass catching standpoint. You saw that in some of the older Eagles teams as well, with like Brian Westbrook, et cetera. So that could be a route that kind of opens things up a bit. Uh, it's just going to be interesting, again, how it plays out without that fear factor at wide receiver. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, where did Jarek McKinnon go? I just, I just, you brought up that name, and yes, he is missing from that running back room. And I'm trying to think of where he went. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to Google it now, and all I see is Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. But he's not. <laughs> he might be there. a free agent, so yeah. um, that could be the the case as well. And they might keep him in the back pocket in case they they want to bring him back later. Yeah. Oh boy, he he was explosive at the end of last season, and I know whenever I think of Andy Reid's system, I always think of a screen pass, and I, I don't see anybody there really able to shine in that area right now. All right, Pierre, uh, let's get in the old. Uh, let's get in the little. The, you, how about you and I hop in a Volkswagen Beetle, and let's leave Kansas City, um, and let's tre- head all the way down to Las Vegas. <laughs> In <laughs> a beetle. Let's do it. Let's do a little beetle. You and I are going to Vegas, baby. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Vegas. All right. That's a that reminds me of Swingers. Right That's a good movie. I don't know if you saw. That's not what you think, but yeah, it's a good movie. Hey now, buddy. All right, let's look at uh, Las Vegas here. Derek Carr is still the perennial um, guy there. I don't. I wanted to say perennial uh, Pro Bowler. I wanted to say perennial uh, star quarterback. I, I, we can't. We don't have a lot of great shining things to say about Derek Carr going into a season, Pierre. Ever, ever, <laughs> you, ever. You might, you might after this season because he's he's got a pretty big weapon there now, and so if he if he can't be that that guy now, if he can't step into the spotlight uh, with the additions that they made, then we we could be in trouble. But this is a <laughs> this is a big year for for Mr. Carr. And usually at the end of the season, we end up looking up and going, huh, or maybe not at the total end of the season, maybe towards the three-quarter part of the season, we go, huh, Derek Carr's doing really well. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of mm-hmm. like one of those things where all of a sudden it's like, wow, Derek Carr is just overperforming. It seems like what we usually talk about him going into it. And you're right, Derek Carr, it, there's no excuses for him anymore. And I'm not even going to say that he needed any excuses because he is one of those guys who – in fantasy and redraft or anything, or, or even in some two-team quarterback leagues, anything like that, he's one of those fallback guys that really produces for you whenever you have him on your fantasy team. I don't know that you ever want him to make him your number one quarterback, though, you know? <laughs> he's always been solid. Like, you know, coming out, he was he was solid. Uh, obviously played better than his brother, who his brother was the first overall pick. I believe Carr was a early second-round pick, so... Now he's paired up with his, his college teammate, Devontae Adams. Uh, one one factor that folks don't think about is Josh McDaniels as well. You know, he's the yep. he's the head coach now, considered really by most uh, the offensive mind, the guru there in New England. We saw him have some success with Tim Tebow, you know, there in Denver. So, you know, you got an offensive-minded uh, coach who's well-respected for the most part, other than what he did to the, the coach there, but. Uh, you look at that, you look at Renfro, getting him back. They had a really good connection. You look at, you know, Darren Waller, one of the top tight ends. So he has he has weapons. He has guys that can get open, that he can throw the ball to. They were in the playoffs, you know, last year, and they, you know, took it right down to the wire with the eventual AFC championship Bengals there in that wild card round. So they were a talented team with him, you know, last year without McDaniels, without Devontae Adams. So you got to expect him to – to kind of take that next step. Uh, I actually think the Raiders personally will be better than the Broncos uh, with their additions than with the Broncos additions or Russell Wilson personally. But I I do like the Raiders. I do think Derek Carr's probably going to move up that tier a bit. 
Uh, he's not going to be in that top tier. He's not that, you know, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Mahomes tier yet. But he's he's inching up closer to that second tier, guys, for sure. I'm glad you brought up McDaniels. It has it on, I have it on my show notes because when I think of Josh McDaniels and I think of the New England Patriot offense, Outside of the year where they had a Randy Moss, you know, let's 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 just throw that out the window because that was an anomaly. Mm-hmm. I usually think of ball control around the line of scrimmage passing attack. Now, when I think of Devontae Adams, what was the offense that he shined in 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 uh, Green Bay? It's the same kind of offense where there was a lot of ball control between him and Aaron Rodgers. It was a lot of short passing attack right there. Hunter Renfro shines in that kind of environment as well. And Darren Waller is there as the tight end. Pierre, this looks like a dangerous, dangerous, maybe not talked about enough fantasy squad going into this season. I agree. And when you, again, you look at some of those Patriot teams when they had Gronk, you know, they had Edelman. And a slot who Renfro is. Oftentimes they didn't have that that big outside receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had the the Moss year, and that was the year that they probably should have went undefeated um, until Eli and the, the Giants had other ideas. And you know Devontae Adams is that type. He's not the burner uh, necessarily that that rock that Randy Moss was, but you know he's a great route runner, maybe one of the best. You know him a Cooper Cup, really great hands. So you you look at just the the talent. That this team has around, like you said, the the offense that McDaniel's tends to run, swick, you know, you know, swift, quick routes, you know, slots, you know, getting used with the slot receivers, quick slants, quick crosses. He's going to be able to do a lot with uh, both the tight end with Waller, who you can see in the Gronk role, you know, Renfro, <laughs> you can see in the Edelman, Wes Welker type role, and then obviously Devontae Adams being that star, that Randy Moss type pass catcher. Well, they just surpassed the uh, uh, the the Houston Texans in my mind. All right, they, that just tells you how much I'm loving this Las Vegas team. Derek right Carr now. over Davis Mills. There you go. <laughs> hey, they also brought in Demarcus Robinson, a, a name we're familiar with, a very solidified possession receiver in Kansas City, who was one of Patrick Mahomes' favorite receivers there, I believe, in Kansas City. Someone he could always count on. They also brought in Keelan Cole and Matt Collins mm-hmm. uh, as a couple of people that, uh, that will be in that wide receiving room as well, who have potential, who are who you know have been talked about in the fantasy world uh, years past. Uh, uh, running back, Josh Jacobs, Kenya Drake. And there was another guy here. I, I see, what, what's his name? Samir White. I know nothing about Samir White. I've never heard. Of, uh, but Brandon Bolden also coming in there from New England. To me, he's one of those zero RB type of running backs, as long as he doesn't get cut, <laughs> because he is familiar <laughs> with the Patriot system, with McDaniel's system a little bit. And and they like to lean on Brandon Bolden just a little bit in years past in New England, especially down there in the red zone to me, Pierre, whenever I think about Brandon Bolden. Yeah, he's a he's a vulture. I yep. I wasn't a fan just because I I play your Damian Harris, I play your James White, Burkett when they have Burkett, and all of a sudden it becomes the Brandon Bowden show. So uh, he's he's scary to be in that backfield because you know there's going to be one or two games where that happens. You're going to roster Jacobs, you're going to roster Drake, and all of a sudden it's going to be Brandon Bowden, you know, going in for you know 30 yards and two touchdowns, and you're just going to be hurt. Uh, the rest of that Sunday. Uh, Jameer White is a, a rookie that they drafted this year, fourth round out of Georgia. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nicknamed okay. Zeus. So, I mean, yeah. nicknamed like Zeus, you better be able to to run the ball. And, again, if you look at McDaniels, if you, if you look at the way New England did involve a lot of their, their running backs, even last year, you had Harris, you had Ramadre Stevenson, you had, you know, Bolden, like you stated. You're going to have that type of situation again where, you know, they're paying these guys – especially Jacobs and, you know, Drake, decent amount of money. Uh, they're going to want to get them on the field, get them involved. So you could see a lot of different looks from the running back position. Not sure one's going to stand out over the other. I think obviously Jacobs will be the one people draft, but you could definitely see a running back by committee similar to how you saw at, at New England, and they just kind of ride the hot hand game I've by never- game. I've never seen Jameer White spelled. I've never seen the first name. So that really threw me off with the Z in the front of that beer. Uh, of course, I know who he is from uh, Georgia. And let me tell you, you said standout running backs. I know what we're going to see from Kenny Drake. And that'll be him standing on the sidelines for a majority of the year. Okay, so we're not even putting him in the factor. Do not draft Kenny and Drake. That is my official. Uh, <laughs> you ever rush Chase of Hill when he was in Arizona like four or five weeks in a row? Like, it has to be a Drake week. It has to be a Drake week. 
I drafted him real, really way too high one year, and I just regretted it. I'm like, give me one, one great yeah. game, and you're traded, buddy. I, I got to justify it before aye, then. Aye. Uh, let's head out into now leaving Las Vegas, Pierre. I don't know what we ended up in, maybe a cop car while we were in Vegas, and let's drive all the way down to Los Angeles now. Uh, it wasn't very gas mileage friendly there, I don't think, but uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And everywhere I turn on Twitter, everywhere I turn, Pierre, the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Chargers are there. They're either talking about Austin Eckler. They're talking about Justin Herbert. They're talking about Keenan Allen. Everywhere I turn, it looks like this is going to be the fantasy team to you want a part of here in Los Angeles. I think so from a fantasy standpoint, but there's one thing you know is going to happen is they're going to let you down from a an actual team standpoint. Oh, boy. Uh, that's what the Chargers do. I mean, under Phillip Rivers, they have a lot of great teams. Him, you know, Tomlinson. They have some 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 guys, you know, Vincent Jackson, rest in peace, Malcolm Floyd, Gates. They just couldn't they couldn't do it. They couldn't get over the hump. Uh, and you're even seeing it a little bit early on with, with Herbert as well. I know he's still young. He, he's still developing. He's, he's clearly a talented kid. But you look at last year, you know, they were – a team that everyone thought was going to be there. And just like the the Chargers always do, they faltered. Uh, but again, like you stated, from a fantasy standpoint, uh, they, they look pretty loaded. You're going to want to have Herbert. He's going to be right up there, as I mentioned earlier, with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those top quarterbacks. Keenan Allen, Mr. Reliable from a, a receiving standpoint, gets a ton of targets, ton of catches. Finally got a solid overall season from, from Mike Williams. So hopefully he can – you know, put another healthy year together. He got paid this offseason. Uh, big body, can can catch the ball. Austin Eckler seems to be that that main running back there uh, when it comes to the, the Chargers. Pass catching, getting goal line work. So you're going to love Eckler. Yeah, they brought in, you know, the rookie themselves, but I don't really see him taking over. He's probably going to be more just spelling, you know, the Eckler train. Tight end is going to be interesting. I know they brought in Jared Everett, but he, right. he kind of stunk to me. In Seattle last year. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to play out. Many thought he was going to break out once he got free uh, from Higby and the Rams. That really didn't happen. Uh, but again, you got, you know, Herbert, you know, throwing the ball. So anything's possible there. But fantasy standpoint, you're going to want a lot of these guys. Again, real life standpoint, they, they might falter as they do year after year. You're talking about the tight ends. And I got distracted by the third string tight end there, Pierre. Trey McKitty. Mm-hmm. Trey McKitty, I want a name that is. How about I want a jersey, a Los Angeles Charger jersey with a McKitty on the back of it. So you're a Bama fan, and you keep breaking up all these Georgia Bulldog players. Well, I mean, it's it's just, it's it's, it's, it's a great White, name. It's a great McKinney. name. It's better than their four string tight end. I don't Hunter Camparo more. I can't Camparo. Who? Can't Moyer. Well, whatever. Yeah, don't, don't talk about my mother that way. Pierre, also, I want you got to bring up the other wide receivers too. Joshua Palmer, Jalen Guyton. Uh, depending on how deep of a draft you are in, and you're sitting there going, ah, I don't know who to get. I don't think this guy. Look, Joshua Palmer, Jalen Guyton are people that you want to have stash in a deep draft league. I'm not going to say to draft them in like a 10-team home league that you're in or anything like that because they, they deserve to be on the waiver wire at that point. But you just talked about the tight ends and how – mucky of a situation, how cloudy of a situation it was last year. I don't think it got any clearer this year. And if they're still going to be throwing the ball around a lot, Palmer and Guyton are both two names that I think we'll look up at the end of the year and go, wow, they had, they had a pretty nice season for being backups. Yeah, I like Palmer a lot. Uh, he really stepped up in games that, you know, Mike Williams missed last season. Guyton, I'm not too sold on. He's a, he's a big play guy. So he might be good for like 275 and a touchdown. You really want them to hit that home run ball, I feel, with Guyton. I feel like Palmer's a little more well-rounded. I hope he sees more of the field this year. Uh, so I'll probably be on Palmer over Guyton. But, you know, Guyton's that, that DraftKings guy where, you know, he's 3K. You need you need someone really cheap at 3K. You take a shot and hope he gets a 50-yard bomb that pays it off. If not, you're, you're probably screwed now, look, but – Palmer, I feel like, is a, a talented. I don't mind DeAndre Carter as well. Uh, it'll be interesting how he fits in. He had a pretty solid season uh, there in Washington last year with the injuries mm-hmm. they were dealing with. Uh, obviously, the Curtis Samuel and some of their other receiving core there. So be interesting how he kind of moves up in the, the depth chart himself. 
as we get through uh, training camp in the preseason. But Palmer's the one out of Palmer and Guyton that I would prefer. Quarterbacks, Pierre, the last one of the group is Russell Wilson, right? We're, we're, we're putting Russell fourth in this group. Uh, third is a, is a really big question mark to me of who we're going to go where because we've got Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and, of course, we got Justin Herbert. Um, who, who's third in that it. group? I know it. Uh, uh, now, Justin Herbert was one of the only quarterbacks last year to pass for over 5,000 yards. I don't see that going to change at all. Yeah. It's the touchdowns, which we'll get to a little bit later on prize picks that we got to really look at. But, I mean, is it a toss-up? I mean, it's got to be Derek Carr. It's, we just, it's tough. I think it's Carr, but I like Carr's weapons a lot more than I like Mahomes. Wow. I like Mahomes' arm, arm talent a lot more <laughs> than I like Carr's. So that's the, that's the thing. I prefer Mahomes' arm. I prefer Carr's weapons. Uh, given that I, I think I'm going to put my homes third. <laughs> no, I, I love it because I think that that is a bold take, but when we're sitting here looking at, and that's why I like looking at these depth charts, I got to agree with you. I mean, when I was sitting there thinking about it, I was going, wow, that it is, it is Patrick Mahomes down there, especially in a new offense without his number one receiver that he trusted and leaned upon for all those years, Pierre. Travis Kelsey is a little bit older, back issues last season. Uh, it, it can take a toll on you. Look at what happened with Gronk. Gronk wasn't rejuvenating until he took a year off. Kelsey hasn't taken a year off, and he's still going to be in that system. I can't see him being more of a workhorse than what he was over the last couple of years. I don't know who's going to catch the ball in Kansas City. I, I just don't know. So I agree with you uh, completely. Great, great, great take. It's yeah, it's it's tough. And I mean, I know a lot of folks drafted Mahomes early last year, and he, he struggled early on. I know he ultimately finished fourth, uh, which is tough. But will he finish fourth without Tyreek Hill? That's the question. Uh, but I, I do have I, I put Carr second. I do have Herbert uh, first here in this division. Uh, he finished second only behind Josh Allen last season. Mm-hmm. When you look at the actual Mahomes and Carr, it's, I mean, it's, what, 13th and 4th? About 100 points separated them, but one lost Tyreek Hill, the other gained Devontae Adams. So I think he could catch him. Okay. Uh, as far as running backs go, and I'm going to do this in the order that I look at them in, okay? Or the order I look at them in. The Kansas City, one of the Kansas City running backs. Would you rather have one of the Kansas City running backs or one of the Denver running backs? Uh, Denver. Okay, I, I think so. So Kansas City's last on the list, in my opinion. Denver is second to last, and I don't know which one you'd want. Eh, I don't know if you'd want them both. Eh, I don't. I don't know. But then I see the other two groups, really, Pierre and. I know we talked about Kenya Drake. I know we talked about some of those other things. Mm-hmm. But to me, the real question is, do I want – well, it's not even a question. I guess Josh Jacobs is second because I want Austin Eckler. The question is, where are we drafting Austin Eckler this year? Is he a top five running back, top ten? Oh, yeah. uh, right, I don't mean uh, top five draft pick in the first round. Excuse me. It's going to depend on the format. Um, I think full PPR, I think you got to take him top five. Um Maybe not in Superflex when you're when you got those quarterbacks coming off the board really really early. Uh, half point PPR gets a little closer, uh, but I, I think you're taking top five and most standard in PPR formats. Yes. Okay. Is I, don't, Jared, I don't have Jacobs second, by the way. I, I think I take Javante over uh, Williams uh, over Jacobs personally. Just just for the upside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I won't argue with you there. I, I won't I won't fault you there. Josh Jacobs is always one of those perennial, like, ah, I wish he would have done better. Uh, here's a, the bottom the bottom of the barrel here. Is it Gerald Everett or is it Big Al in Denver as far as tight ends go? The bottom is is Everett. He just didn't impress me. He got opportunity last year with Russ. Uh, so I think I'd take Albert. Oh, uh, <laughs> big O, big Albert O, and he'll he'll be he'll be uh, above Everett for me. Now, please don't don't get the Kansas City people just hating us here on the DFS Dreamer podcast on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I'm the one who has to check all the messages, Pierre. Uh, is Kansas City, would you rather have this year? Who you drafted first, Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller? I'm still taking Kelsey. Okay. Uh, that's, I think he's going to even have more opportunity. Yes, he could have more attention uh, geared towards him because no Tyreek Hill, but uh, you gotta, you gotta feel like Kelsey's still gonna be the guy. We saw games where Tyreek missed, uh, where Kelsey still 
you know, yeah. was able to get open in the middle of the field. And you got to feel like Mahomes is going to lean on him quite a bit. So I'm still taking Kelsey over Waller. I don't blame you. And there's a lot of miles to feed there in uh, Las Vegas. I think they could just take turns, you know. Uh, and Darren Waller has been a fantasy darling the last couple of years. But now with the addition of Devontae Adams, I wonder how the ball is going to be spread out a little bit more. Surely some of those targets are going to have yeah, to be taken Winfrey away. Too, like, they have, yeah, Winfrey's going to take targets. They had a really good connection last year. No, you're absolutely right. I was just thinking of the addition of him. All right, as far as wide receivers go, isn't it something that that I am about to say that maybe the the Kansas City wide receiving core is last on the list? There's nobody there that I really want above some of these other guys. I I, I can't see anybody separating themselves from there. So I'm going to ask you: Would you rather have uh, one of the Kansas City Chief wide receivers in that in that system in that offense, or one of the Denver Broncos wide receivers? Uh, the Broncos. I'm not really excited about any of the Chiefs options either, but. Uh, I like Sutton and Judy this year, okay. so I'm pretty I'm, – I'm definitely Broncos over Chiefs. Are you taking any Suttons or Judys over a Hunter Redfro? Mm, maybe. <laughs> Are you taking a uh, any of those guys over a Mike Williams? No. No. Okay, so uh, we're going to go with Mike Williams there. Or would you take a Mike Williams or a Hunter Redfro? <sighs> That's tough. I, I'd probably go – I probably go Renfro. I like Renfro this year. You like Renfro this year. And what about uh I know you're not gonna take Renfro over a Keenan Allen or Devontae Adams, but nah. which one would you take first? Keenan or Devontae Adams in a new system that we haven't seen yet? Uh, it's still Devontae Adams because I've seen him. <laughs> okay. I know his talent. Uh he still has a rapport. I know it's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's he's played with Carr. You know, he played with him in college and again you got the McDaniel situation as well. So still a pretty good offensive coordinator. So I'm still going to take Devontae and then uh, Keenan Allen will be after him. Okay. All right. That wraps it up over there in the AFC West Pier. One of these days, we're going to talk about our rankings, uh, not only from a individual standpoint, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, all those things, but also from a team standpoint, because one of the things that you and I like to do is is, is pick on teams. And it's something that I think that people have to get a piece of some of these teams. Like you want a piece of the Las Vegas Raiders. You want a piece of the, of the chargers just in case, because if you got a piece of it, if another piece happens to break down, at least you got a bigger piece now. Right. So that's, that's kind of what you want to do. All right. Uh, that's what we're going to do here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Thank you for listening to the DFS Dreamer Podcast. Make sure you follow the Fantasy Impact Today Network over on Twitter at FI Today with a little underscore. Make sure you're following Pierre, too, at PWE31 over there. You can follow me as well, at Loafinit. But, Pierre, I've got to get into some of this news in the NFL. Things still keep changing day in and day out for us. Cleveland Browns signed the Ernest Johnson to a one-year contract, so he's going to be back there. Pretty explosive Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the status on Kareem Hunt? Is he happy in Cleveland yet? What have you heard? Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think a lot of Cleveland's obviously going to hinge on the the legal situation with their their quarterback, but I think Hunt will still be the the backup here to to Chubb. Uh, hopefully, he's healthy coming off you know his own ankle and Achilles type injuries himself. But uh, good problem to have if you're the Browns to have those three tights. But I, I think Hunt will still come in behind Chubb. But again, a lot of their their whole fantasy outlooks going to depend on their quarterback situation. News coming in from Atlanta. Kyle Pitts is feeling really, really good. And the quarterback's coach, Charles London, admits that the team would be crazy not to take advantage of Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter's mobility this season. So we might be able to see. Uh, I think what he did was he went into the practices and said, oh, Marcus Mariota can't run, or can't pass. We're going to have to run the ball a lot with Marcus <laughs> Mariota here and there in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has reportedly so said Hold on, can, let me, let oh. me, that, that pit situation in Atlanta is really intriguing to me. Okay. Because, like, Mariota and Delaney Walker, that was a thing. Like, when Mariota was in Tennessee, he connected with his tight end. That tight end was Delaney Walker. Uh, you got a really young, spry tight end with Pitts now. So before Ritter takes the reins, I'm actually really intrigued by this Mariota and Kyle Pitts situation. Just, just wanted to toss that out there. Uh, you could be intrigued all you want. I had an up-close personal view of Marcus Mariota in his final seasons in uh, Tennessee and I and for the Titans, and I was not impressed. I understand what you're talking about with all that, but, man, that last year when he was trying to throw the football around the field mm-hmm. in Tennessee, it was it was terrible. 
Pierre. It was terrible. Unless and maybe things Delaney have changed. <laughs> well, no, I mean, even with Delaney Walker, it was terrible. I mean, just uh, so I'm, I'm really hesitant about that. Let's go over to your favorite guy, and maybe not your favorite guy, but Aaron Rodgers anyway, who you always pick on me about. <laughs> he said he could definitely see an end coming when asked about retirement. We're going back into the drama mama routine here with Aaron Rodgers, Pierre. I, I'm not sure I like it. I'm not sure I like it at all. Oh, yeah, not my favorite guy, but he, I am partial. Yeah, uh, you to have him, to be. obviously with uh, the wife being the, the Packers fan. So it's been real tough, real tough off season for her with the Devontae Adams stuff. And, <laughs> you know, obviously Rogers probably coming to the end. I'm guessing he'll play out his, his two years uh, and then call it quits is my, my thoughts, my guess. I know your, your franchise there in Chicago is hoping that's the case uh, as well as many others. But I mean, it'll be sad when he goes, but you look at like the Brady situation. Some of these guys don't, they don't want to hang it up. They they talk about it, but when they actually start to live life without football for a bit, it gets harder. Uh, so we'll see what actually what actually happens. I know Rogers is a little different uh, than most individuals, but we'll we'll see what actually takes place when that time comes for him to hang it up. In a draft room, if you're there and Rob Gronkowski is there, Pierre, in a tight end, and you're in a tight end desperation mode right now because all the other big tight ends are going off the board. Are you drafting Rob Gronkowski? Because the Bucks are feeling optimistic that free agent Rob Gronkowski <laughs> will re-sign before training camps are the reports. Are yeah, you thinking the same? Desperate for sure. Why not? I mean, you, you saw he he kind of had a resurgence. He's still familiar with the offense. He's familiar with Brady. So if you miss out on some of those top guys, I mean, why wouldn't you want a, a Gronk? He's he's gonna be fresh because he's not participating <laughs> in any of these off-season activities, no OTAs. Uh, he's missing all of that, so he should be fresh, and then you just got to hope he can stay healthy throughout the season. Deshaun Watson, another charge against him, Pierre, has been filed. What is going to end up happening in Cleveland? And let me ask you, uh, I, 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 where where do you draft Deshaun Watson? We know his potential upside uh, for how his gameplay is each year whenever he does end up playing. I mean, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. We're, practice is going to be affected. Uh, we're going to, I mean, it's really looking to me like he might be suspended for one total year. I'm staying far away from uh, Deshaun Watson whenever I have an op- whenever I, I have an opportunity to draft. Yeah, I'm not drafting him either. Uh, I'll let someone else take that that chance, that risk. Um, you are innocent until proven guilty, so he, right, he deserves right. that. But there's also the where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, there's quite a bit of smoke surrounding him right now. So I would just be cautious. I think that kind of plays into some of the, the Baker stuff as well. Um, they they haven't released him. They, they haven't traded him. They still have a decent asking price. And you got to wonder if they, you know, try to work something out with him. If Watson is suspended for the year, you know, Baker's in his last year, maybe give him a chance to to show off, you know, his final contract season, uh, who knows? He he may not want to play for them anymore, but I think that's all going to be kind of what folks need to wait for to unfold. But with Watson, I would just steer clear. There's there's plenty of quarterbacks in the league that you know are going to play uh, as long as they're healthy. Uh, even though Watson has more talent than a lot of them, uh, you sometimes just have to to go the the better, safer route. Um, mm-hmm. Ensure you have that productivity, uh, which with him and his situation, you may not have for part of the season or as you mentioned the full season or if they kind of do what what the MLB did with Trevor Bauer you couldn't look at two seasons so I stay yep. clear yep uh the kill Harry has been encouraged to transition <laughs> to, to the tight end <laughs> position okay so that, that's not going well for him there maybe it's good for other ones Lamar Jackson is reported that the Ravens are banking on their 2019 offensive recipe for the 2022 season of course that's when Lamar Jackson signs so maybe he'll go shooting up the draft rooms again I don't I don't know how much further he could shoot up I guess Dalton Schultz is not as frustrated in his contract talks with Dallas and refuses to attend the rest of the Cowboys boys voluntary OTAs I think those kind of veterans like that are always looking for reasons Pierre to not go to a voluntary OTA and so I I think there's some you know handshake deals and stuff hey we ain't gonna be mad at you just do whatever you gotta do we'll just tell the reporters whatever it is so I think think he wants more money I don't think it's a a handshake deal I mean he's he's fairly young you gotta look at last year was really his his breakout season Uh, many thought that you see like a, a Blake Jarwin get healthy but uh, he's only 25 uh, years old, and that franchise tag is is starting to become a problem for tight ends 
because they are becoming so, you know, important in the offense uh, in today's NFL. And you see it with Kelsey, who's he's not caring because he's, he's just playing for championships and, and legacies at this time. But with guys, you know, Schultz and, you know, Mike Gusecki, you, you could see it here later with, with Andrews and those guys. They, they want to get paid like receivers. Receivers are making money now. You see what Devontae <laughs> Adams, Tyreek Hill, you know, some of these Andrews, Kelsey's, they're having that type of production. So, you know, some of these tight ends are going to want to get paid uh, like those receivers and not play on these cheaper, you know, franchise tags uh, based off the tight end and what they make. So it's going to get really interesting to see how the, the tight end position kind of takes part in these old contract talks uh, now that they're wanting to see some of that receiver money. Uh, Kenneth Walker believes um, uh, athletics. Michael Sean Douglas believes that Kenneth Walker is a perfect fit for the Seahawks outside run zone game scheme. Just to put that in there to uh, can convolute our minds a little bit more about the running back situation in Seattle. Jimmy Garoppolo has been excused from the team's mandatory mini caps, Pierre, because of a shoulder issue. Uh huh. Uh huh. Jerry Judy is walking around practice with a limp, saying that his groin is bothering him. I personally think he was just trying to look cool. That's what I believe. Yeah, uh, Court and Sutton. <laughs> Better go get Court and Sutton, man. <laughs> um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins will be full go, according to Coach Cliff Kling- Kingsbury, for the mandatory or for the training caps there in Arizona. But he's going to be suspended four yeah, games, right? Just not for the regular season, correct? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I just, but he's going to be in there. Uh, so that that's that's something to think about. Debo Samuel will attend 49ers mandatory mini camps. We'll see if he ends up with some kind of injury that he gets excused from those mini camps with. I don't know. But uh, Debo Samuel will be reporting there. Uh, Traylon Burks, uh, the wide receivers coach, Rob Moore, said Traylon Burks has asthma. Did you know that? Did you know Traylon Burks I had did. asthma? I did. I was on uh, another pod, and they talked about him kind of being a little overweight with asthma, and I've never related to an NFL player as much as I relate to Traylon Burks because I'm also a little overweight with asthma, so – even though he's on the Titans, I'm going to be pulling for him to be successful just based off his, his condition alone. I can understand that uh, completely. Uh, Leonard Fournette, it's reported, seems to be a little bit heavy and struggled in the Please heat in Leonard Tampa. Fournette alone. I saw people like calling him like Fat Eddie from Eddie Lacy. You know, like, <laughs> just let people be happy. Why do we always kind of pick on running backs that put on a few pounds? I think even Najee Harris. Reporters were giving him a hard time because he played at like 242 last year. Quit calling people fat. Just let people enjoy their life. If they produce, let them produce. I, look, this is this goes contrary to some of the things that I've said before, and I actually like these guys coming in with a little bit of bubbles on them, okay? A little bit of padding on them. I think that a lot of these running backs like might be overtraining, and so I'm glad to see Leonard Fournette giving his body a break. Uh, I don't think it's going to take very long for these physical specimens of Leonard Fournette, a Najee Harris, to get into game shape. I, I mean, the, we're, we're still a long way from the sea. I think I could get into NFL game shape before that time, Pierre, if I needed to. So I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about that. But well, I, I, mean, I, just I hope know concerning. From, I, a, from an organization standpoint, you obviously want these guys to, to show up and, and be in shape because if not, you're behind the eight ball a little bit. You're looking like a Derrick Henry. He's he's walking around in shape at all times. So I get it from an extent, but most folks commenting and, and making fun of are not in a position to comment and make fun of these world-class athletes. I think all I would do, though, in the NFL, if I was in NFL game shape, is tote around a clipboard anyway, so I don't have to, I don't have to work very hard. <laughs> Alan Lazard is not at Packers' mandatory minicamp here. We're looking at him as being the wide receiver one in Green Bay, I don't think that that changes my mind that he is because once again, I just don't, I just don't put a lot of value in this stuff. You know, I just, I just don't put a lot of value in it. Yeah, it's tough. Um, he's not Devonte Adams, and I actually like Aaron Jones a lot with no Devonte Adams, and he's not a receiver. Uh, but you know, Sammy Watkins is going to have a big week one. Uh, that's a guarantee. <laughs> They're hoping for like Amari Rogers, uh, some of their their young guys that obviously step out. They took Christian Watson you know, early in the draft this past year. So Lazard's probably trying to find a little leverage, thinking he's going to be the the top guy. But, I mean, Rogers is a, one of those guys that just makes those around him better. Uh, we've seen it throughout his career. We've seen Jake Kumaro, you know, Jeff Janis. We've seen all those type of guys have big games. So I, I feel like that whoever's there, uh, Rogers will, will give him a glare, and all of a sudden they'll extend 
and become pretty good receivers. DK Metcalf is not there for mandatory minicamp. Ramondre Stevenson, Stevenson is, is focusing on his route running and being a third down back in New England. Very interesting news right there coming out of that camp. Uh, get out. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky is a clear number one quarterback, according to the Pittsburgh Sports. Dale Lolly, he's uh, during minicamp. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I knew you were going to break him up. Oh, I got I, to. He, he loves Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, I mean, he's there. He'll be over his shoulders. But I hope, I hope Mitchell does well. I, I didn't mind him in Chicago. I'm not sure why you all ran him out, but it is what it is. I, I understand. And you are now up to date on all the NFL news that we have here on June. What is today? Seventh. Seventh. And I knew it. You couldn't sneak that by me at all, Pierre. June seventh. My birthday's in four days, so I'll be, I'll be waiting for that package in the mail. Whose birthday? Mine. Oh, happy birthday to you. Mine, mine's in like 12 days or something. Mine's whatever. first, so you send me something, I'll send you something. Go out to the mailbox, sit in a <laughs> chair, and wait. Pierre, we're over on prize picks right now. We're going to do this pretty quick here. It's not a tremendous amount of these things uh, that we got to go through because uh, they don't have a lot of these up here. But let's go over to prize picks, future bets, and let's look at some of these passing touchdowns for these quarterbacks that we were concentrating on because I think a lot of these quarterbacks are going to be in this prize picks room. And let me remind everybody, if they sign up for prize picks and if you're a new user, you can get a deposit matched if you use the code fi today over there on prize picks and you if you tell them if you tell them i sent you i think they give you a little extra bonus as well all right i got a lot of buddies over there now i've dealt with them a couple of different times they've been very patient with me as an older man trying to figure out these things on how to work prize picks and also how to get codes and everything they've been wonderful over there at prize picks check them out you got all the different kinds of sports that you can choose from on daily props and now even future props for the NFL and Pierre, we're on passing touchdowns and we got to look at this uh, for passing touchdowns. I want to take a look at Justin Herbert first. All right. Okay. Last year through 17 games, he threw 38 touchdowns, 38 touchdowns, Pierre. I don't know if we got to go up from that. If we got to go down from that, if 38 is really high, Tom Brady had 43, Matthew Stafford threw for 41, Patrick Mahomes threw for 37, Dak Prescott threw for 37 as well as Aaron Rodgers. So where are we sitting with Justin Herbert? And the way we like to do it here on Fantasy Impact Today on the DFS Dreamer podcast is we like to come up with our own number. And then we like to see what Prize Picks has to offer. So I'll throw it over to you, Pierre, about Justin Herbert and his touchdown passes. Uh, I think it's going to be right around there again. I don't I don't see it really going up too much. I mean, you look at the top, you know, like you said, we had Brady up there. So 30, mid-30s is kind of right around where I expect. Um, a lot's going to depend on, you know, what they do with the, the running game with Eckler and those guys. But I think he's going to probably still be right around that, that 38. So I'd probably set it 37 just to, to kind of go down a bit. Okay, and I usually like to have a three or a four cushion whenever I'm looking at something. And uh, our buddy Rob Norton, daddy of the baby bowl, he always pointed out a great thing when when looking at prop pets to try and look for unders, especially because injuries play into your role then too. You know, you, you like mm-hmm. you, you get a greater advantage if you take the under. Prize Picks has Justin Herbert set at thirty five and a half. Thirty five and a half sounds about right for me. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't want to I don't want to go in there. Matthew Stafford is the next one. And Matthew Stafford threw for 41 touchdowns last season. Of course, he had those other weapons, the Odell Beckham's in there. Robert Woods in there. It didn't matter. And, 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 and one weapon Cooper, that mattered. <laughs> Cooper Cup, no matter what. And they no still have that connection. What. They threw for they combined. Well, I don't want to say combined, but Matthew Stafford threw for 41 touchdowns last season. Are we looking for that number to go up? Are we looking for it to go down? Only Tom Brady finished above him. I think down. Um, I do like the addition of, of Allen Robinson uh, there with Cup. Uh, but I mean, that was a pretty good year from from Stafford and a phenomenal year for Cup. You would think that you know defensive coordinators would would get a little bit better at, at maybe planning for for Cup with. Uh, a year now of footage with and film with him and Stafford. So I think that'll go down a bit. They they should have Cam Akers, you know, a year now removed from his Achilles. That could help in the backfield some. So I think that goes down for Stafford. Okay, so we'll put it there at the 37-38 mark or something like that. I, I yep. can see that. Yep. Uh, they have him at 36 and a half. 36 and a half sounds about right, so we're staying away from that one as well as smart uh Betters, that's where we are. Patrick Mahomes is the next one, Pierre. We just looked at his weapons in Kansas City. It, 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 last year, he threw for 37. 
37 touchdowns. Tyreek Hill probably, I, I don't know, I can't remember what Tyreek had, 8, 10 touchdowns, something like that. Uh, are we looking for 37 to go down? And I think we are, but by how much? Uh, I'm trying to see who be in comparison with. Probably just a few. I'd probably put him like 33, 34, around that borough, Kirk Cousin range. Now, uh, audience, we do not do this ahead of time. We we very very rarely talk about uh, football ahead of time. We usually talk about life, Pierre and I do, uh, before the podcast. And we definitely don't go over short notes very well. <laughs> so, uh, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is set by prize picks at 33 and a half. So right yeah. there on it, buddy. Right there on it. You like Boom. this little game, don't you? You Boom. like to sound like a smart guy, don't you? Every uh, once in a while. Sometimes it gets me <laughs> in trouble. Last year, Joe Burrow had 34 touchdowns. In 16 games, we know that he struggled at the beginning part of the year uh, just because of his knee and then really started to shine the second half of the year. All the weapons are back, if not even better from a tight end position, Pierre. Where are we looking for a Joe Burrow? Where are we setting that line this year? I probably set it where he was at, which was 34. Um, But I think he's going to be higher, as you mentioned healthier uh right off the bat coming off the acl uh you're gonna see his receivers healthier because you know t higgins was also coming off injury so you got that with another year with chase their offensive line got a little better up front Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's going to be a better year for for burrow so i set it at 34 and if it's at 34 i take the over and hope he doesn't get hurt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Understood. And it seems like 35 is kind of like that magic mark, that 34, 35 is the magic mark for those elite quarterbacks right here that we're talking mm-hmm. about. It, prize picks, Pierre, has him set at 32 and a half. Oh, take the over. We're taking the over on that one, baby. That's easy. Easy pick yes, is right just there. Stay healthy, right. Joe. Just stay healthy. I hope they don't change it here before I put my bet in on that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I got to see what that Taco Tuesday is today. I think it was a, I think it was a goalie or something like that. I guess a goalie I never heard of. And I don't know. Uh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is our next one here. Dak Prescott didn't play the entire season. Was hurt a lot. Played 16 games last year and had 37 touchdown passes, missing that huge weapon in Amari Cooper. It's, it's and, and and he's not going to have uh, what's his name there on the other outside wide receiver. Not going to have him. Awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, Cedric not going to have him. Also, Gallup is injured for the first part of the season, I think, too. Yeah. 30, 37 is the touchdowns he had last year, Pierre. Only 10 interceptions, by the way. 10 interceptions, not bad for Dak Prescott. Where are we putting him this year? Mm. This is tough because, I mean, you still got C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they got James Washington. And I've, yep. I've been a James Washington fan. I don't know what happened there in Pittsburgh, but he was stellar at Oklahoma State, so... Dalton Schultz became a, a pretty big weapon. I know he's not there at at a mandatory Maybe. camp right now, so I'd probably go uh, a bit under that thirty-seven mark, uh, probably around thirty-one, thirty-two for for Dak. He might be a little bit more willing to run the ball as well uh, with his his ankle being another year uh, healed up. Also, you gotta feel like they're gonna continue to try to feed Zeke. Hopefully, get Tony Pollard involved also. So I'd say probably about thirty-two, thirty-one for Dak. All right, he's at 34 and a half, so we'll just leave that one as, alone as well. Josh Allen here, as we speed these things up to keep this at around an hour up here. Uh, he had 36 last year, uh, 15 interceptions, some extra weapons, maybe a little bit better weapons in Buffalo. Where, where are we going to put He's in the 35 mark too, right? He's not going to yeah, go up higher. I'm, I'm keeping him there. Okay. This guy is rushing upside too. Yeah, he's set at 35 and a half by Prize Picks as well. We'll let Prize Picks have that one. <laughs> Kyler Murray's an interesting name here on the list that we're going to go over. He had 24 touchdowns last year, 14 games played, only 10 interceptions last year by Kyler Murray as well. Uh, the touchdown percentage, Pierre, is down there at 5%, which is not great for whenever we think of what Kyler Murray is. And I think that's because he runs it in a lot, you know, whenever he's mm-hmm. down there at the prize. Uh, so where are we, we going to set? He's not He's not a 35 club guy. He's not. He's probably about a 30. Um, I think you can look at, at 30 for, for Kyler. You feel like he's going to be healthier. Uh, they did get, you know, Hollywood Brown. At some point, they're going to get Hopkins back, who also missed a lot of the years. So as long as he can stay on the field, he can stay healthy. I expect his touchdowns to, to go up. They, they got Zach Ertz who brought him back. Uh, I believe they got McBride who was the, the top tight end there as well. So still have some pass catchers around him. Around him. 
Uh, I don't think Christian Kirk's that big of a loss. Personally, I wasn't the biggest fan of him, so I could see him around that 30 to 31 range, and he could actually go up a little higher. He had his own, you know, contract, you know, negotiation issues this offseason, so he's going to have to want to prove his worth and show that he's worth being the the, the higher, highest-type paid quarterbacks like you saw with some of those guys with extensions. So I do like Kyler. I do expect him to, to be better this year. Uh, if he's on the field, and I think around that 30, 31, and he could even be higher in that 33, 34 range. Oh, he kind of scares me. I, I hear what you're saying, and I understand, <laughs> and I kind of agree with you. I just know he's not happy in Arizona either. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they got him at 28 and a half. Okay. I'd take the over personally, but that's just me. Yeah, and and you know a lot of these things we can learn a lot from these prop, uh, prop bets as well of what people want to set them at because we could see okay okay if if Kyler's only going to be throwing twenty eight and a half touchdowns you may need to second guess him on whether to take him or a Joe Burrow let's say or I know we're going to take Joe Burrow I'm just trying to throw out a name uh, <clears throat> here's one Trevor Lawrence Pierre. Trevor Lawrence, he's making everybody's list of like, what do we do with him, right? Because he threw more interceptions. Oh, well, he did. He threw more interceptions last year with 17 than he did touchdown passes with 12. 12 touchdown passes for Trevor Lawrence. He played all 17 games. All right. He had a two touchdown percentage from last year, Pierre. Where are we setting the bar for him? Uh, 35 is the benchmark. Uh, 25 was kind of Kyler Murray's range. Where's where's Trevor Lawrence land? I think it's right there, that 25 range. I expect him to, to kind of double. Uh, again, second year, he, he should be able to hopefully uh, understand the, the offense a little bit better. Uh, he got Doug Peterson, so he doesn't have the Urban Meyer situation, which should be good for a handful of touchdowns by itself, uh, just with no Urban Meyer there. Uh, they, they tried to get better around him. They brought in Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Uh, I felt like he was talented. I thought he was talented at, at Clemson. Uh, felt like a man among boys in a lot of games. So if he can get his head on right, if he has the right coaching staff there, uh, he has some guys still to throw to. So I, I think around that 24-25 range uh, for Lawrence in his second season. Boy, 22-and-a-half is his number. I can't touch that one either, confidently. <laughs> yeah, I'm close. looking for the unders. Uh, Tom Brady, the uh, guy, he just he just doesn't stop here. Tom Brady threw for 43 touchdowns last season 43 touchdowns is that number gonna go higher or lower Hmm. can't go much higher i mean it's 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 probably it's gonna be lower than 43 because you you gotta think that you know godwin's gonna be out still Mm -hmm. early on in the process Uh, no antonio brown and they got russell gage but no brown uh gronk still you know gonna be gronk but you know he's not the the young gronk either so I'd probably put him down in that, that 35, 34 range. Uh, he, he also retired, so keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> I know he came back, but just the fact that he did, you know, retire or at least think about retiring, uh, that means that there's something there that he's, he's almost to the end, so that could be in his mind as well. Uh, may not have that drive, uh, that fire necessarily, but uh, I, I'd go under the, the 40 for sure. I'd say around 35, 34. Okay, he he's at thirty-seven and a half. Mm, I'd probably go under, but it's still close. It it's is too close. close. All right, we got uh, two or three more here. Uh, Where's Cousins? See. Is Cousins on the list? Cousins is on the list. Uh, where we'll are you go over? His? Go over Kirk Cousins. Thirty-one and a half. Yep, <clears throat> go over Kirk Cousins. Yeah, go over Kirk Cousins. No Mike Zimmer, uh, new offensive type coach. Uh, <clears throat> reports out of OTAs. They're about to open it up. Uh, from what Justin Jefferson stand. And you got Justin Jefferson, uh, one of the top receivers. He just got a big two-year extension, he being Kirk Cousins himself. Still got Thielen, K.J. Osborne, might have Irv Smith back um, as well in the fold to to get some tight end action. So I do like Kirk Cousins a lot this year. I think he's going to go over. He had 35, what, what was that, 2020? Or was that last year he had 35? So he's right there in that. Yeah, 2020 he had 35, so that was over that 31. Uh, I expect him to get over there again. He's 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 an under the radar guy. I feel this year, so I like Cousins. Thirty three last year as well. I, I feel like he'll be better. That's with missing you know a game or two with the the whole COVID thing as well. Matt Ryan, twenty four and a half, over or under? Uh, over. Carson Wentz threw for twenty seven. Uh, I feel like Ryan will throw for more because he's more accurate. Um, he's more in rhythm, and Frank Wright's a, a really good 
quarterback coach. So I think he'll be over 24 and a half. Uh, Russell Wilson, 29 and a half. Mm, I'm, I'm not sold on Russ. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, we're putting 35 as a benchmark. And the, okay, I'm going to. I mean, he, he had what, 29, 25 last year. Yeah. I know he was hurt, but that's tough. I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater threw for 18. 18. Yeah. So, Jalen Hurts at 22 and a half. No, I'm not touching her. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Jones at 23 and a half. Mac Jones. Uh, yeah, he had 22 uh, last year. That's too close. It is too close. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at 30 and a half, Pierre. Huh? Last, yeah, they're 30 and a half for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he doesn't Over. have Devontae. Over. He doesn't have. No, you're just saying that. Yeah, is that Aaron Rodgers. It says they have Devontae Adams there. It doesn't matter. He had like 48 in 2020. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. I don't see that low. It, that's what it says. That's what it that says. It like a trap. <laughs> and I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Derek Carr. <clears throat> Derek Carr. Over. <laughs> I don't know what the he number is, but over. last year. What, what club are we putting him in? What, what What's he at? I'm not going to tell you. You got to tell me. This is one of those. Uh, I think you got to tell probably, me. He's probably up to. He's probably at 30. Okay, so you don't want to put him in that 35 club? He, he's he's probably at 29 to 30, but I think he'll be over it, yeah. Okay, he's at 29 and a half. Yep. Take the over. Okay, I have a maximum. All right, there's there's what our prize picks are, Pierre. We're taking the over on Joe Burrow of 32 and a half. We're taking over Kirk Cousins, 31 and a half. We're, you, you've talked me into the Matt Ryan over of 24 and a half. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, we're taking the under of 29 and a half. Aaron Rodgers, the over of 30 and a half. And I can only take five, so I don't know what the sixth one I is. I didn't, I didn't pick Russ. You didn't pick Russ? I said I wasn't touching that number. Oh, the Russell. Okay, so I will take that off. I will put the other one on, uh, which we just did a second ago. Which was who? Who was that? Oh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Carr. Uh, sitting there at the 29 and a half. We're going to take the over on that because we expect Derek Carr, or at least I do, to have a pretty good season. Great job, Pierre. I appreciate it, buddy, Roe. And we tried to keep it to an hour. I got to make these lineups up there, buddy. Don't forget to follow Pierre at Peewee31 over on Twitter. Follow me as well at Loafinit. And don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Make sure you leave a review. Rank us all those th- different things that you do or can do on those listening platforms. It really helps us out. But more importantly than all those things, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.